Welcome to the After Talk. My name is Simon and I'm here with Arthur. What's up, guys? <laughs> and today we have our first guest, Sid. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, how are you feeling about being our first guest? Uh, it's an honor, actually. Uh, especially, I mean, I've never done something like this. So, oh, really? Yeah. It's your first time? It's my first time, and it's my first time with you, so... <laughs> <laughs> Great. Perfect. <laughs> are, are you nervous? Um, nah, I, I got the nervous part of the day already over. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get into it right away. Yeah. So, <laughs> what was the nervous part for you today? <laughs> so, today we had the midterm exams in SDJ, so software development, java and yeah i mean it wasn't uh the exam wasn't too important um about the points but it's just kind of the first big exam in this semester in the first semester so yeah yeah it's like the uh, the first feeling about how how the real exams work right yeah, exactly like, I, I don't know um have you ever been to another college or is it your yeah, first time I, I actually I, i was in two other universities before oh, okay so um, oh so, you so how, how, did, how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I studied in Germany, yes. studied biology first, mm-hmm. um, and that didn't work out so well. So after one semester, I dropped out, um, and then I studied psychology. And I didn't drop out of that one because it didn't go well, but I dropped out to go to New Zealand. And after New Zealand, I kind of arrived here yeah so. we will talk about your mm. travels a lot I guess. <laughs> a, li- a little a little path from bio- biology to computers yeah, yeah it is but uh, actually biology is not too similar to computers but what i've been doing the past uh, five years so cooking in a kitchen is actually kind of similar to programming so that's really that's really interesting i yeah. thought you were going to say to biology and no to actually it's not that similar to biology but it's very similar to programming which is really interesting but i never realized that before i actually started studying here i've only realized that after i've done that okay um i have a question how do you like it in in denmark so far really cool for me denmark feels like an upgrade to germany in every way so i haven't seen anything that i missed in germany yet okay um, yeah i'd say i have the same feeling coming here definitely i think it's uh, the country is just very well established and i think is because of the size i think it's a lot of things are not too complicated like i know that in germany a lot of things are very complicated a lot of bureaucracy and things like that that don't have to be the way they are then denmark it's just easier cool okay so i would like to talk a little bit about your life um yeah that sounds a little bit too deep <laughs> i want to know you <laughs> this is our first date now yeah yes oh. this is our first date well i uh, know uh, basically what interests me like um I looked up your Instagram, obviously, <laughs> and you've been to many places. You've been to many, many places. Uh, could you maybe like tell tell to the audience uh, where, what, what, what places have you been to, and uh, how did you get there? Or like, you know, it started in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you were born in Regensburg. Is yeah, that right? I was born in Regensburg. Yes, um, and, and I so I grew up in Regensburg until I was 17 or 18 years old. Then I moved out and I moved to Munich, the big city. So, so just to be clear, you finished your high school. Yeah, and then you have moved out. Then I moved out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or um, well, I kind of yeah. Um, I think I moved out like half a year before I finished. It was like a complicated thing, but yeah. And then when I actually finished, um, 
I still lived in, I actually still lived in Regensburg for um, two years. Yeah, two years. So um, after I finished, I actually, for one year, I was just, you know, um, doing a lot of traveling, but not the kind of traveling that I did after, like holidays in France and holidays with the family. And then I uh, was working as a dishwasher, first of mm -hmm. all. And Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting experience, um, a good working experience. It's, it teaches you a lot about life, that kind of jobs. Um, and then after that, I studied in Regensburg Biology and the university for one semester. And then after that didn't work out, I chose to study to become a chef in Munich. So then I moved mm -hmm. to Munich. Um, I was around, I think I was around 19, 19 or 20 at the time. Yeah. And then I uh, started to become a chef. And during those studies, I kind of thought, okay, this is fun, but I kind of want to challenge myself intellectually a little bit too. So I started during my apprenticeship as a chef to also study psychology in the university. Um, and it was pretty cool. It was cool to have that kind of combination of, you know, like working in the kitchen, doing mm -hmm. physical hard work, but not so much mentally, especially as an apprentice. You're basically, you're being told if as an apprentice, if you think you're doing it wrong, job okay. of an apprentice is not to think, but to <laughs> do what you're told. And of course, if you're someone who likes to think that's not enough for you. So it was good to have that kind of, um, intellectual outlet in the psychology studies. But um, because I was also uh, doing both, I was uh, doing the psychology thing part-time. So I actually mm -hmm. at the university I was in, I was able to stretch one semester to one year. So it wasn't too much. Oh, so it was like months. a part-time university. Yes. Ah, okay. Yep. So was it like uh, uh, in-class attendance or was it no, online? No, it was uh, um, online university. Yeah. Makes sense, makes sense. There were like, it had, uh, the university had like, uh, it was, I think, the only German actually officially, um, officially accepted online university. They mm -hmm. also had campuses actually, yeah. like not big university campus like this one, but like, um, like houses basically where the students could meet and talk and study together. Yeah. And sometimes meet the teachers, like in the first uh, few lessons, we were meeting the teachers, for example. But uh, yeah, the main thing was online, so um, it was good to kind of kind of relaxed to yeah. uh, be able to work and study at yeah. the same time. Well, what, do, what do you think about like online universities when you when you've done it? I mean, uh, isn't it like quite hard to combine it with the work and to keep track of the, um, let's say, things that you have to learn? You know, not not to fall behind. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot about self-responsibility in those kind of universities. I mean, in university in general, it's already more self-responsibility than in school because you, you're kind of, you have to get yourself to study. You have to, you have to um, have that kind of drive that you want to learn that. Um, and especially in an online university, because maybe in a normal university, you have all those other students around you. And they're kind of doing the same. But in an online university, it's really just you sitting behind that computer and you have to do that. Motivate um, yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's more easier when everyone's on the same page studying. Yeah, yeah. And I doing mean, the same things. we all probably know it from the online school. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of stories about studying during COVID. Uh, yeah, you actually didn't study, right? No, I didn't. Oh, lucky you. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't notice, to be honest, personally, I didn't notice COVID too much. Like That's right, you were in New Zealand yes. at the time, right? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, but we were in Munich. And yeah. from Munich, where did so, you go? Um, so I uh, b- uh, studied to become a chef in Munich for three years. Yes. And I started uh, psychology about one year before I graduated. So um, after the uh, I finished to become a chef, I also finished uh, one semester in psychology. Mm-hmm. And then I had the choice if I wanted to stay in Germany and keep studying psychology. And I could have changed to full time. And the original plan was to finish Uh, two semesters in that online university and then changed to a normal university full-time. But then I thought, okay, you know what? You're a chef now. You can go wherever you want. Just go to the other side of the world. And that's what I did. So I went to New Zealand. And um, yeah, that was kind of uh, improvised. So I didn't really... Uh, everyone was telling me that you have to look for a job like um, a year in advance or mm-hmm. something like that. But I was kind of being very relaxed about it. And I just, I basically went on, I looked on the most common job searching sites in New Zealand. Yes. And I just applied to everything, you know, I just okay. swiped right yeah. basically on everything uh-huh. that I could. And um, <laughs> there was a place that got back to me and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, for, so they... They basically got back to me telling me, hey, you applied for this job. Do you know who we are? Are you sure you want to work with Mm -hmm. us? And at the time, I didn't know who they were. And I didn't know if I want to work with us because I was just clicking apply to that job. I didn't look into them. So I looked into them and they were actually, it was, it's like a big hotel in the middle of a national park and just absolutely beautiful, the pictures that I saw and just the reviews and all that was sounded like paradise. So I went there, went to New Zealand. I did like a one week vacation, um, looking at some other places. And then I went straight there to start working. And I have been working there for uh, over a year altogether. And I miss that place a lot still. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's just all the, the life there was that's paradise. Like I still feel like a piece of me is still mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's cool. Uh, uh, where did you live there? In uh, Mount Cook National Park. Wow. That's, nice. So Mount Cook is the highest mountain in all of New Zealand mm-hmm. and the Southern Alps it's called. And uh, yeah, I had a view on that mountain every day. Ooh. Yeah. Lucky you. Uh, was it like a rented apartment you had or? It's like, so basically the place where I lived is a village. But the village only consisted of people who actually worked in the hotel. So it's basically, you can imagine it with one big hotel and um, the employee um, housing around it. Mm-hmm. And no one else lived there. You were all, uh, Because it's a national park, you were only allowed to live in that village if you actually work for that hotel. Ooh. And um, the housing was paid for by the hotel. And so it wasn't expensive at all. Yeah. Um, so even though the wages in New Zealand aren't actually that high, because the, they paid for the hotel and also we were in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We had one bar where everyone went to to get drunk. But <laughs> other than that, we didn't have a lot of stuff to pay money for. So it was, uh, even you could like save up a lot of yeah. money there. So, so basically like um, the accommodation was paid. Mm-hmm. And I assume you got a lot of food in the restaurant yes. as well, right? Yes. So basically <laughs> all, all money that you earn, you just 
Yep. Like we spent uh, the money on alcohol, yeah, and, and that's pretty that's much it. it. <laughs> the time spent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got super drunk, knew everyone, yeah, during the night and during the day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like oh everyone's your coworker, everyone's your neighbor, and that's a really cool community. I think it was altogether maybe like um, two hundred people, three hundred people at most. Everyone knows everyone. It's just and everyone like most people who choose to live in a national park, they have like kind of a similar mindset that they like nature and they want to get a little bit further away from civilization. So everyone's kind of on the same wavelength and that's a cool thing to have around. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much the same what we have here right in our class. Like yeah. International like people too. from all over the world coming to Denmark. Yeah, no studying one. some random computer shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the city is not too big. Like, Feels like everyone here is a student in the city. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to ask you, how long was was it uh, that you were in New Zealand? So altogether, I think it was a year and two months. So okay. um, I had a working holiday visa in New Zealand. That's for one year. Mm-hmm. And then because there was like the whole COVID situation, um, it, it wasn't clear if I was going to stay there and get another visa or not. So I applied for a visitor's visa and that runs for three months i think but then i left about how, how hard time. is it actually to apply for a visa uh, in new zealand i mean at the time when i applied it was really easy especially as a european citizen so that was like before covid right before covid yes um i applied for the hol- working holiday visa and that one's one of the more difficult ones to get visitor visa is even easier or used to be at the time anyway um and i got the visa that was funny like i Applied for the visa, I got an email and I thought, okay, it's like a, it's a, you know, the email that you get to show you that they got your application, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't look at it anymore. And like, I waited a week, I waited two weeks and I thought, okay, wait, where's my visa? I want to go. <laughs> so I looked through the emails again and I checked the email that I got when I applied for the visa. And it wasn't like a visa, uh, like an email that showed me that I applied. It was actually the email that told me that I got the visa. <laughs> so I no got way. the visa on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> did did they send you to it like like in PDF in in the email as well? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What? <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of similar right now. What happened with the bank? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was waiting for the what for like an email or something that yes. notification that a uh-huh. bank account opens. Yes, I called them today. Actually, we went to the bank mm-hmm. first with Sid, and they, they said like, "You call this number, they're gonna answer you." And you know, I called them. They're like, oh, your bank account is open. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? I, I mean, like, I'm confused as well because I recently opened my bank account. Like, uh, on, on Friday, I, I, I sent, like, uh, uh, signed documents to them. And I already have, like, I already can log into my bank account. And so I'm just wondering if it's, like, already working or I have to wait for, like, some approval to start yeah. using it. So, yeah. I mean, if, stuff. If, if it's there, you can use it. <laughs> <laughs> if the numbers are rising, you can yeah. use it. <laughs> so, um, back to New Zealand. What is the most beautiful place in New Zealand that you have visited? If I would now go to New Zealand, uh, what would you recommend to me? I mean, personally, I'm just so stuck to Mount Cook, so I would say Mount yeah. Cook. It's just an amazing not just to it's an amazing place not just to live but to visit it's something that you must have seen at some point because it's just you have the mountains surrounding you and it's like a valley between the mountains and you feel like so small and it's just i know it's beautiful but what most people would also tell you is uh, milford sounds or doubtful sounds Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is not it's not bad but it's overrated i would say 
something that was for me um, actually really nice was um, the national park um, in the north of the South Island. I'm trying to remember the name, but I can't right now. <laughs> never mind, <laughs> never mind. But Mount Cook, definitely, yep. you will not uh, regret that. All right. And uh, you went to Denmark straight after you left New Zealand or? Um, after New Zealand. So um, I was, um, I got to know my then, my now ex-girlfriend in New Zealand. We, uh, she's from Argentina and mm -hmm. um, she had the opportunity because Argentina has like kind of a contract um, with Italy that because like I think after World War II or during World War II, a lot of Italians came to Argentina. So they had kind of a contract that anyone who has any Argentinian person who has Italian ancestors can get the Italian citizenship. Mm -hmm. So we went back to Europe from New Zealand to first of all visit my family for a little bit. So uh, we went back around um, November. So we celebrated Christmas. And then in January, we went to Italy, uh, where we've lived for half a year. Wow. And where where in Italy? In Sardinia. Wow. Yeah, that was really beautiful. Fancy. And uh, so did, did you work there as a, as a chef as well, or did you just travel? I worked for a little bit for Caritas, so in a soup kitchen uh, voluntarily. Um, but I was, I was getting unemployment benefit from Germany, which was, mm, it felt like right. cheating a little bit, getting, um, <laughs> <Live> somewhere else <laughs> gets money. Yeah, nice. right. But they knew that I was living in Italy. It was basically a thing where I told them I'm looking for a job in Italy, which is true. And they pay you as long as you're looking for a job. But because I was in Italy and I didn't speak Italian, I spoke, I, I mean, my English isn't bad, but most Italians in that area at least don't speak a lot of English. Yeah. So when they see that someone does not uh, speak Italian, they don't even consider you. So that's why I was working voluntarily for Kaitas because they don't really care if you speak English or not, as long as you can work, they're happy to have you. Um, so, but because I was getting money from the government, I didn't have a lot of pressure to get a job. So I was basically mm -hmm. just doing like a half a year yeah. vacation, going to the beach, getting to know new people, things like that. Cool. And after that, the Denmark came. Yes, after okay. that, after that, um, after a small visit to the family again, I yes. uh, went to Denmark. And so I was, I got ready for the whole programming thing in Italy yeah. because I had so much time. I learned a little bit of Python uh -huh. and decided that's my thing. And yeah. how, how did you actually like uh, came up with the idea of starting programming after traveling um, the world and being a chef and studying biology and uh, the other stuff? Yeah, yeah. psychology. Psychology. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, I actually so my uncle he works um, for Siemens in the artificial intelligence department. Um, so I kind of. Like I, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to the things he talked about when we were together because for <laughs> me, technology was always, I was more like a nature, real world kind mm -hmm. of guy. So for me, anything that involved computers or math in general was like already way over yeah, my head. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> not me, definitely. <laughs> Two years later. Oh, computers. <laughs> What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how you find things that you don't consider for yourself, but they're actually the thing you want. Like you, if you keep an open mind and you're, if you're not afraid to take risks and things yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. For sure. Like if I, if I would like go back two years ago, two years ago, I think I wouldn't even think about going to college to studying programming or something like mm -hmm. technical. Yeah. 
wouldn't even think about studying in Denmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the first place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now we're here. Yeah. Now we're here. Meet here. So you've traveled the world, basically. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You've also been to Hong Kong, is it right? I have. Yeah, but Hong Kong was only like a small weekend, so that was like. Um, yeah, casual weekend vacation. You yeah. know, <laughs> stop by. That was it was a cool experience, and um, so Hong Kong was actually my first experience, completely traveling completely by myself. So I mean, I traveled a lot with my family when I grew up, but so the whole thing started with uh, my brother and my mom and me going to Israel together after I finished the uh, chef thing. So we uh, we were in Israel for two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And basically then they went back to Germany and I went from Israel to Hong Kong. Yeah. And um, that was like my first time completely by myself in a completely mm-hmm. foreign country because Asia, I mean, the thing is Hong Kong is basically like probably the most Western Asian country you can get, mm-hmm. but um, it's still completely different to what you're used to. So it was a cool experience to kind of figure things out um, by yourself and uh, yeah I went to um, Macau after uh, two days in Hong Kong and I what, what's that that's uh, another country close to Hong Kong um, it's kind of the um, Las Vegas of Asia oh. it's um, nice. where all the Chinese people go to lose all their money yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> what a place yeah. to go but as they say what happens in Macau stays in Macau <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um, since you have traveled the world or you've been to many places, um, is there something in Denmark that you find particular, particularly, oh my God, particularly, I don't know if it was r- right or wrong, but never mind. Um, weird about Denmark or like any weird Danish, um, I forgot the word, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Weird Danish habits. Yes. Or? Yes. Habits. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so something that was very, very um, weird for me at first were two things. So both of them was with Danish people about the weather. Um, so first of all, they don't mind the rain. They don't care about the rain. They, That's right. They oh they my God. <laughs> like, but but every, I, I noticed that everybody who has been living in Denmark for a while doesn't care about the yeah. rain. And like me now, I start to notice that I don't like I don't care about the rain that much that I used to when I came. Right. Like it's raining a little bit and you are just like, yeah, okay, what, yeah, whatever, you know. And then, and then there is a day where it's not raining at all and you're like, what, what's, what's, what's different what's now? Going what's, what's going on? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> or when you wake up and it's sunny? Yes. Yeah, what oh is that? God. Oh my God. I've never I, seen it. I can actually go out. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because everyone's heavy rain then it's like, mm, Yeah, no I think thanks. the thing is in Denmark, you have different kinds of rain that you actually... Like when you're not used yeah. to rain, you have no rain or you have rain. Yes. But in Denmark, you have oh, yeah, that's right. no rain, very rare, or you have light rain or you have heavy rain. And light rain is most of the time. And when you're like outside and it's, you have light rain, you don't care about it yes. because it's just the general <laughs> thing. And you just walk and you get a little wet, but it's nothing too bad. Only when it's like heavy rain, then mm-hmm. you actually get your poncho or umbrella. I, I would actually divide the heavy rain in two other categories. Like there is the heavy rain where when you care about not getting wet and there is like the other extreme heavy rain where you just give up and oh, just yeah. play <laughs> fuck it, should be fine. Whatever, you know. That happened. Yeah, and I would say the light rain also goes into like almost like a fog. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. yeah going yeah, down, yeah. and it's like not not heavy rain, but uh-huh. it's just like just small, small drops. Uh-huh. At some point, it's rain. just wet wind, you know. Oh, yeah, it's right. like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and but, then, yeah. Um, I was told by because I got to know a few Danish people in my time here, and the way they think about it is basically they don't mind the rain because they think at some point I'm gonna be home and I can get dry again. And that's a good way to see it. <laughs> Someday, <laughs> wow! <laughs> at one point today, I'll be home and I'll be. Fine. But but the funny thing is, the the moment you get home and you close your door, it stops raining every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah every yes. fucking time. That's true. <laughs> it does that? Well, I hate it. So, another question. Now about uh, the program that we are studying, how do you like programming, coding, or like studying in Denmark in general? I love it. Uh, for me, it's because I, I already know how it is in Germany. It's so much. It's so different, first of all, oh, and yeah, it's so much sure. better. Do you also have like in Germany only like a more theoretical uh, yes. universities where you have like these. Big auditoriums and yeah. Yeah, that's the university where I studied uh, biology. So first of all, the university itself was like a big bunker. And that mm-hmm. describes almost every German university. It's just big bunkers. <laughs> big bunkers, nice. <laughs> right? <laughs> Safety is number one priority. <laughs> it's like at some point <laughs> they after... Don't know, they know what they are doing. After World War II, they thought, okay, those were good. Let's do them bigger <laughs> and let's put students inside <laughs> it worked <laughs> like, let's keep everyone protected at all yeah. times um no getting out from so studying <laughs> that's not a good uh place to learn and if you feel like you're going to prison every day yeah. or to war or i don't know it sounds like prison <laughs> yeah it feels like it too and then you're you're in these big uh, these gigantic places with all those 300 other students and um usually if you're like um Uh, you sit with the people you know and the people they sit somewhere in the back usually where they can play their games on the computer while pretending to listen and then there you have the teacher or the professor in front narrating his um, PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. and not really explaining anything. Yeah. Um, you don't get to ask questions. You don't get to actually understand what's going on um, By interacting with the teacher, you're just yeah. listening. It feels like watching a YouTube video, basically. It's nothing else. I mean, like most most of, most of the time, like even if you are in class, uh, you still have to learn most of the stuff by yourself at home. Yeah. Because like you don't get much things out of the class, I yeah. would say. That's true. But the thing is, what I like here is, it's not too much about learning here. It's about doing. Oh, yeah. That's the For thing. Sure. That's the big difference. Yes. But that's like, that's a, a special VR thing. Mm-hmm. I would say like, well, I've heard that they have like, in Denmark, they have like two types of, types of universities. Uh, the one more like a college mm-hmm. is like VR, where you get to do more stuff and actually learn by doing the thing, which I find more practical and useful. Yep. And, and then you have all for software engineering. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. And then there are also like the universities that are like more theoretical and also have these big auditoriums but at least you get a like i mean uh the option yeah to choose between germ i think we have those kind of um schools in germany too um they're called fachhochschule yeah or yeah fachhochschule yeah nice name Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those typical German names that are just yeah. multiple yeah, German guys. Like a lot of names for everything. <laughs> like three random words combined yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, we have those two. But um, so it's not, I, I'm, I mean, I didn't go to one of those, um, 
but it's probably going to be similar like here. But I still think that the kind of the student-teacher um, connection that you have here, where the teacher is mm -hmm. on the same level, we don't have that in Germany yeah. anywhere. In Germany, it's still very much this authoritarian thing where the teacher yeah, for is sure. superior. Yes. For sure, for yeah. sure. I mean, uh, maybe it's because of the English. No, because in English, you just say you. And mm -hmm. It's like not because in, in German and in, in Czech Republic, you have like those uh, two different like yeah. niveaus of like saying you is like your friend and then there are like the authorities and you know it feels different than just saying like talking to english to to somebody yeah that's true so, I, i mean think that could be a big factor like what i've experienced with my travels that i've done is that the language people speak really influences how people think and interact yeah, with each other sure. and um yeah definitely if you always have to If you always have to use a special word for someone who's higher up, you get reminded that he's higher up mm -hmm. whenever you talk to them. Yeah. But when you're in English, for example, you just you can be on the same level and you don't get reminded and you can be friends and whatever. It's just a nicer environment. You know, psychology major talking. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can learn more and more every day. But, but, but the thing with the languages is actually true. I was like for a year, I was in Switzerland and I learned German pretty fluently I would say oh. <laughs> I forgot most of it but no it's not really good fluently but, but I forgot but uh, the thing I want to say is that uh, when I learned like different language I started to think differently and I noticed that for example when I was learning math or like uh, some maybe even technical uh, subjects in in Switzerland I understood them better than when I was learning them in Czech. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it makes sense, but no, I got does. this feeling and it was really weird and a uh, great feeling on the other hand, because like it's the whole, it's the whole new different world that you, ex that you are experiencing while learning a new language. So and it's not just a different world you experience. It's a different part of yourself. Oh, yeah, it's a different sure. part of your personality. And that's the cool thing. Uh, that's why, like, even with Germans here, I prefer to still speak English. Mm -hmm. Unless it's, like, just the two of us, then it kind oh, of yeah. feels a little yeah. silly. Yeah. But um, it's just, yeah, it shapes your personality a little bit. Or I wouldn't say shape it, but it changes the way it expresses yeah. itself. And maybe you also get to know yourself better. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So, Sid, Sid, you are now wor working in Denmark as a chef as well. Yes. Is, the, and, uh, is it something different from what you are doing in New Zealand? or? Yeah, I earn about three times as much money. <laughs> <laughs> Big For difference, sure. very oh, oh my God, that's, uh, that's something I wouldn't like say. I, I would say that like in New Zealand, you get a pretty high salary as well. Actually, um, New Zealand is quite low on salary. Oh. Um, it's uh, mainly Australia. Like most uh, Kiwis actually go to Australia to work because oh. that's like a very similar mindset, but you just get paid more. Mm -hmm. So actually the wages in uh, New Zealand are quite low. Um But um, I mean, I still I earn twice as much as I would in Germany too. Yeah, and that's good feeling. Crazy, right? that's a good feeling. <laughs> so um, it's because of that, it's already much more rewarding. And also, um, I think the way people interact with each other is also like more relaxed than in Germany. Like Germany is all about, uh, in Germany, people are all about work. You work, work, work. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about yeah. 
And like Germans don't work a lot, but when they work, they only work. So they don't talk about oh, yeah. fun stuff. They just get their job done. Um, so that can be kind of, um, you feel like you're uh, only a worker in a moment and not a real person. Mm -hmm. And here in Denmark, people talk about stuff. They talk about life. They listen to music, things like that. So it already feels you're a person, you're a person that's doing a job. You're not like a machine that's doing its job. Yeah. Have you also got to prepare some uh, Danish food? Or uh, Yeah, I made some, well, I helped make some uh, Fleskestai and uh, steak flesk. Fleskestai is actually, I think so far, my favorite um, Danish food. I almost yeah. said German food because it's very <laughs> similar to um, what we eat in Bavaria. So in Bavaria, it's called Schweinebraten. Yeah, um, okay. It's basically, it's a pork roast and... Um, It's pork roast served with brown sauce and um, different kinds of potatoes and also um, red cabbage, actually, which is also very mm. common. So I'm um, not too familiar about the, um, the regional dishes in the rest of Germany, but in Bavaria, it's a big thing to eat uh, Schweinebraten every day and we serve it with red cabbage and also dumplings. That's a thing that they don't do here, but that's the only difference. So, um, yeah, that was a big thing for me because it was like one of my favorite things to eat in Germany. So I get to eat that part that I kind of miss here mm -hmm. as, um, yeah, as a um, regular thing. Yeah, cool. Uh, how many days uh, during the week do you work? Uh, two days. Nice so efficient, um, efficient work week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, like German. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing is like my employer let, lets me kind of choose when I want to work and when I don't. Oh, yeah. So he let me write the hours. So what I did is like half a day on Friday. So yeah. right after university, I just go there and then I work all day on Saturday and uh -huh. I got uh, 18 hours. So um, yeah, that's kind of cool because also my employer, he's from New Zealand and he actually found me through oh, really? the place in New Zealand. Wow. So he was he has heard, heard a lot of about the hotel because it's like very mm -hmm. well known in New Zealand. Yes. And I actually, I found that job not by looking for it, Oh, did, did I, they write you like? They messaged oh. me because I I made a post in Facebook that uh -huh. I was looking for um, roommates or an apartment yes. to live in, and I was showing pictures of myself and I wrote that I'm a chef and if someone has like special nutrition like vegan vegetarian I can cook something for mm -hmm. them, and then he mentioned he commented on that post that he messaged me he wrote me a message hey when if you're looking for a job i can do something for you it felt very weird to me because i mean i became a chef because it, it's easy to find a job yeah but first of all because of covid a lot of things closed down so i didn't i thought okay I mean, I know that they're looking for chefs again, but I didn't know they were looking that desperately. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it's going to be easy, groups. but not that easy. <laughs> exactly. So I was kind of, I was kind of skeptical. If things seem too good to be yeah, true yeah. on the internet, you're kind mm -hmm, of skeptical. Mm -hmm. But then um, I asked him, okay, um, should I send my CV to you on Facebook or per email? And he said, don't worry about the CV. I don't care about the CV. So that was like a second red flag. Mm -hmm. I thought, what is that job? So then I asked him, what is that job? Where do yeah. you work? And then he showed me the hotel. And the hotel is absolutely beautiful in the middle of, like, you know, the big home park here. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And I thought, what? <laughs> Why am I getting hired for this? <laughs> and um, eventually he told me... Um, 
something about New Zealand and told me that, yeah, Kiwis are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, then we talked about it some more and turns out that he knew this guy who was working in the hotel I was working in. And because the hotel is quite well known in New Zealand, he had like a really high opinion of me because I worked for that. And he then I asked him again about his CV during the interview interview consisted of me saying hello to him and him saying okay so do you have questions about su or the cpr number uh yes i do okay this person will talk to you (laughs) talk to the person for five minutes came back so any questions done yeah uh i'm all good okay let's sign a contract (laughs) nice that was the job interview (laughs) easiest job interview ever yeah so so become a chef yes yes (laughs) become a chef if you want to achieve something in life just become a chef (laughs) it's definitely it's a ticket around the world uh that's at least um that's the main thing i think to become a chef you can you have a lot of open open doors everywhere is there actual a place you would like to go uh like a uh, or visit like a country where i mean because you are a chef you could probably like choose any country in the world to go to so is there some special place that you would like to visit one day to visit as a chef or just yeah, personally mm, that's hard that's hard yeah <laughs> let's say personally let's say personally uh canada definitely i really want to go to canada i think that's so for me scandinavian countries new zealand and canada were the top yeah. three destinations where i want to maybe live and get to know at least cool Okay, so that's all for today, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you, Wait, Sid, for coming. Thank last, you for having Last me. question. Yeah. Last question. What would the, be like um, a life lesson you could say? Oh, yes. Because you've traveled a ha- lot. Yeah. yeah. How, you've how seen you a lot of things and you've been independent for a while. So what maybe a life lesson like a small one or a tip yeah i have a big one actually so life lesson from all from older brother <laughs> yeah i'm 26 years ah. old um, my life lesson is to not worry too much have trust in life always expect the best and smile at life and life will smile back nice yeah thank I have you one, very I much have, no i have one more question i have one more question oh. uh if there is anybody going to bavaria the place where you live what's the meal they should taste oh schweinebraten okay schweinebraten. <laughs> i will remember <laughs> and um, weisswurst for breakfast all right okay and for dinner schweinebraten again <laughs> okay <laughs> nice okay thank you thank you for being with us thank you for being our first guest um we hope that you enjoyed listening to us and get you in the next one see ya see ya